Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about crime and crime of the century and crime and punishment. Crime that should have never happened. Another one of the crime that should never happen. But first, let's get into it. It's moto time. Remember, rich people, poor people. Listen, poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. In this day and age, in this society right now, during this during this hiatus of pandemic of this coronavirus thing that's going on around the world people are just going around being ruthless and just breaking into high-end stores stealing things hey don't rob peter to pay paul just make sure you pay your bills when you pay your bills on time you feel better and more of accomplished and you achieve all your dreams just remember my daddy always says never quit your day job while conquering the world he means that seriously literally just you can do whatever you want to do as long as you're successful just never quit your day job and also time is money Money is time. Wasting time, you're just wasting money. Don't waste money. And that's like, I'd say that all the time. Because when you put a lot of investments in things, that's time. And that's also value of money. Famous people always do that. Celebrities really do that. Movie stars, movie stars do this as well as singers, songwriters, singers, singer songwriters, singers, rappers, football stars, everybody who's in a celebrity do that. Here's the thing that you need to know. Celebrities want to be fa- celebrities want to be famous. Celebrities want to be famous as well as wealthy. Wealthy want to be famous. There's there's people that are there are there are celebrities that just want to be rich. So what do they do? They go out and they buy the extravagant things. They live in this lavish house and everything that they do, and they live in these wonderful high end houses and multi million dollar homes because they're trying to show their wealth. Um, wealthy people. Rich people want to be celebrities, so they try to, so they try to hang out with all the famous actors and rappers, singers and stuff, just so they can rub with the A-listers and stuff, because they want to feel, they want that notoriety. It's that notoriety of being famous. So basically, what it is is like this narcissistic idea that they want the the approval of look at me, I'm rich, I I made it. I got this expensive house. I've got this. I've got this cars. I got these cars. And rappers are all about, let me get this. Let me get let me get this blinging jewelry. Let me get these expensive cars. Let me buy this million dollar home. Let me live on this million acres and stuff. And most rappers and stuff and songwriters and singers and stuff, whatever, they never live in the area that they came from. They never forget where they come from, but they never live in the hood, as most rappers would say. Because they come out of the hood. They don't want to go back there. Because they know if they go back there, they'll get robbed and stuff. So they go live in the upper nice neighborhoods, the gated communities, or live in a private estate. That's what wealth, that's what most rappers do. So basically what that is, that's just the mindset of what they do. Also, remember this. This is from the movie Wall Street. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want me, you need me. For lack of a better word, greed is good. And from the movie Friday... When Ice Cube and um, Ice Cube is, you know, and all them, Dre and all them and stuff and Day Day and, you know, Smokey and Big Worm. Big Worm said this to Smokey. Hey, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions, Smokey. You better have my money by, the, by, the, by tonight. That's from the movie. Remember that. That's a good analogy. It's a good way of thinking. All right. Now, listen, let's, let's just get into it. First now, it's the Crime Chronicles. The Crime Chronicles is where I give a shout out to all these people out there that are that are ogs in the crime chronicles so this og crime chronicles this shout out going out to all the men and women who put their lives on the line the frontline workers 
the um, people that are in the service industry, cashiers, servers, um, people that are baristas, people that are um, that are in the industry, people that are like, you know, cocktail servers, cooks, dishwashers, unappreciated field, you know, housekeeping, those people that and, and the migrant workers. This is out shout out to all the OGs that are migrant workers. Y'all are OGs because without you, we wouldn't have the food on the tables that we eat. So this goes out to you for all you out there. This is for all the service industry people and everybody that works hard. Blue collar workers. This is going out to you. The factory workers that work in the factories that work in big companies and stuff like um, like John Deere. The people that work in places like Whirlpool. That people work in places like Cargill. The per- people that work in places like that that make the stuff and that make all our food products and stuff. The manufacturing plants that make all our stuff. You know, like craft and all that stuff to make everything that we eat, that we see in the store, General Mills and stuff like that. And Colgate, Palmolive, companies like that, that make our manufacturing products and AWG, Associate Wholesale Grocers, places like that. Big factories like that that make our food products. Kimberly Clark, telling you, Georgia Pacific manufacturing companies that make the products we do. Y'all get the shout outs. All right. Y'all are the true OGs and everything. Y'all are truly, truly OGs and stuff. And I say that because I want y'all to understand that's what this shout out goes out to. Let's begin. When I talk about this crime right here that should have never happened, it really shouldn't have happened, but it did. And this is a, this is something that y'all really probably never even understood. Do you know? Do you know and understand the way society dictates everything? Why the poor is always poor and why the rich stay rich is because of systemic system that the way they designed it. Rich people will tend to keep you keep you in a mindset. You know, it's a mindset. It's been done through the hands of time during the during the early 1700s. While this country was being built, they were they were systemically finding a way to control the mindset of all people. Rich people were getting wealthy and getting richer and richer. Do you know that people like Admiral Vanderbilt, the Morgans, Chate, the Morgan, and also people that started the companies like the ones that started like um, Marathon Oil, um big oil companies like British Petroleum, BP, big companies like these big manufacturing companies, big corporations like them, textiles and stuff, they were the ones that controlled everything. As they were building this industrial revolution as we were building, like like the big companies like Hormel, Swift Packing, big companies like them, big, big manufacturing companies back then. Do you know that in the early days, they used to have kids working in factories, slave labor, kids, young as six and seven years old were working in factories because their hands were small enough where they were there working dog hours. People built this country on the backbones of slave labor. When I say slave labor, I'm not talking about African-American slave labor. I'm talking about immigrant slave labor. People from places like Russia, people from places like Germany, people from places like Ukraine, people from places like Hungary, Europe, France, Italy, the Italians came over here. People from over in Ireland doing the doing the um, doing the potato famine. Those immigrants immigrated to America. They came on the boats to a promised land of a country called America. When they hit the ports over there in New York Harbor, in the areas through Ellis Island, they saw this statue of the Statue of Liberty, and they saw this beacon of hope 
of the of the stomach of saying that we are now in a country of freedom. We can be free to do what we want to do. But in reality, it wasn't like that. During those times, people were treated like second-class citizens. Yes, they were so treated really bad. And, and when I talk about the crimes that happened, this is what happened. If you came over here and you say, my name is, say my name is Mike, say my name is Michael Michaela Dershowitz. And that's a name, Michael, Mike, Michaela Michaela Dershowitz. They will go, I don't understand that name. You are Michael Derwin. Not Dershowitz, Derwin. So they changed your name because they didn't like it because it was too ethnic. And did you know that if you had an ethnic name back in those days, even though you was an immigrant, not being of color, but just being an immigrant, you were treated really bad. People wouldn't hire you. People wouldn't give you a job. Oh, oh, your name is Derwood Dershowitz. Oh, don't hire him. Boom, boom, boom. You got to have an American name. You live in America. You live in society. We live in America. You need to speak American. So you need to learn. So immigrants were having it hard over here. And the federal government made it even worse for them because they were just treating them like third class citizens. Yes. People were being treated really bad. The way society dictated them and and the way the world just um, pushed and pushed. Yes, we want we welcome your tired, your poor, your hunger, your huddled masses. That's the thing that says on the Statue of Liberty, you know, paraphrasing. But the way the government was treating people, it was the worst. Seriously, people were coming over here with cholera, yellow fever, typhoid, tuberculosis. People were being quarantined and they were just being treated really, really bad. What made it even worse is what they did to all back in those days. If you during the Great Depression... It's when the government started being this bully tyrant. I remember stories where I read about during the during the time of the Depression, the federal government would send people out, snatching kids, putting them in orphanages and, and homes called orphanages, the big asylums. Do you know, here's something that I did not know until I researched it. Did you know in Canada, all the kids that they rounded up in orphanages. They were supposed to go to orphanages and stuff. They were snatching kids from families and stuff, going to orphanages. Most of those kids end up in an asylum, in a sane asylum. Yes, they weren't crazy. They just had no place to put them in Canada, so they put them in a sane asylum, doped them on meds, put them on medication, and kids were walking around like zombies. Why the government of Canada did that? Because they had no place to put them. And then in the U.S. was even no worse than that. It was so bad that these insane asylums that they had, that these places, these orphanages they had for kids, some of them were ran by the Catholic Church, some were ran by Christian organizations, and some were ran by the federal government. And these, these, insane, these, these um, places, these orphanage places that kids were in were so bad. Girls were getting raped. Kids were getting beaten. Boys were being raped. Boys were being beaten, were tortured. Oh, you don't want to listen? go in the chamber room they were chambering them they were tying them down they were shock therapy on kids they were doing experiments back in those days they were experimenting on kids because who's gonna miss a who's gonna miss a um, forgotten kid you know some people cared enough but others didn't care because they were forgotten kids not my kid 
And these people were experimenting on them, doing bio-research on them, torching these kids. Some kids were so messed up. And then we can also go a little further to the Sestiki Institute. The Sestiki Institute is where they were testing syphilis. Supposedly giving them a medication to cure syphilis. They were giving them syphilis and see the effects on the human body amongst African-Americans. Here's one that's even worse but even it was even worse during the during the depression. People were so hard up for money that the federal government was giving out tons of money to people to take this experiment where they were putting them with radiation treatment, giving them radiation treatment and paying them money to go undergo radiation treatment because they want to know the effects of radiation. So they couldn't really do the they couldn't really get volunteers. So they were paying people. And these people were going in there, laying down, getting experimented with radiation treatment. Some people died. Some people got some people got sterile. I remember a story of a lady who supposedly she had cancer. Didn't know she had cancer because she was poor and lived in the Appalachian Mountain areas and stuff. She got cured of cancer. Yeah, that's a rare thing. But majority of the people got sterile. They were they were they were giving people medication, doping them up giving them experimental medication to sterilize them. They were sterilizing people, trying to depopulate the population at that time because the government didn't have enough money because it was during wartime and they were doing this corruption and stuff. And these people just signing on paperwork, the War Department, at the, at the State Department, the federal government, the War Department, and all these were doing the experiments. In the War Department, if you were in the military, you were just a body, an experimental body. There were so many people. There, there's something that no one knew about. But now they're now knowing about it is that during that time, during World War One and World War Two, they were doing genetic experiments on human bodies, which was military people, because you are now GI. Do you know what the GI stands for? When they say you are American GI, you are an, that means you are an American government issue. GI means government issue because every person who signed up to join the military at that time had a had a had a, had a serial number. Not your social security number, a serial number. That is your ID number that, that identified you. Like you, like in prison. Cause you know, in prison, you get a, you get a number. They be like, they don't say like, hey, J.R. Bell. They, they say, inmate, what's your, what's your number? Oh, I'm inmate, I'm inmate Bell. Serial number, one nine, serial number, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's something like that. You know, that's just a faked up number because they don't give numbers like that. Random symbol. You get a, you get a, you had to memorize that number. They'd be like, what is your number? Oh, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Good. Next. Uh, nine, one, six, seven, nine. Yeah. They just randomly, and you, that's what they call you by. They didn't call you by your name. They called you by your serial number. It, they'll use your last name and your serial number. And then they started building these massive prisons around here because they needed them because they get to house these people. And, and then here's the worst thing that really truly happened during this time was during World War II, American, American people that were Asians were rounded up. If you looked Asian, Japanese, Japanese Americans that were born here were rounded up because they thought they were the spy. And they built these concentration camps all in California, some in the Midwest. And they were sitting there. And these concentration camps, they built these massive concentration camps and housed all these Japanese Americans, Vietnamese, Koreans, Asian, anyone who was Asian looking got rounded up. All of them were rounded up and were put in these concentration camps. Yeah, 
a lot of them understood why they why they were there <coughs> excuse me but why when you was a kid you couldn't understand why are we here mommy why are we here i'm an american i don't know i don't understand i don't know why we just got to go. And they had to go because the government was rounding up these people. The military was going around snatching people up from their homes and stuff, taking them from their property. Business owners lost businesses. And then if you want to go about worse corruption, you can talk about the Tulsa mass, mass riots, the massacre in Tulsa. There was a thing called Black Wall Street. That's something that it's just they got a movie about it. Black Wall Street is what happened in Tulsa. Do you know that? When black people back in the early turn of the century started living, um, started doing for themselves, prospering better, started buying black, patronizing black, money was spent in black communities, always generating generational wealth. They were black billionaires, black millionaires that actually built companies, built man, built businesses in their community. And they started telling people, buy from me, shop from me. And his money stayed in that community. The government was like, nah, that can't happen. White people were like, nah, that's not going to happen. We need to do that. And then, oh, even worse, even worse, they were putting, they were also doing the same thing with Hispanics. And they were they were treating them worse because they were migrant workers and and a lot of Hispanic people were being treated as harshly as everyone else. And then like and then you look at the island, look at look at the island of Hawaii, Hawaii, the Hawaiian, the Hawaii was an island. People were living there. The U.S. decided that's my territory. Boom. That's part of us. Boom. We're taking it. How you take an island that's not even yours, but now you claim it's yours now. It's part of the U.S. now. We seized it. So it's like if I go somewhere and put a flag there, that's my country. Put a military there. Boom, boom, done. Kick it. Kill everyone that, that go against you. Boom, 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 done. Now, instill our, instill our laws, our democratic process, instill everything in there. Start privileging, taking resources there, and we can use it for our country. That's what they were doing. The government and people, rich people were getting massively wealthy because of that. I mean, seriously, look at this. You know, when they built the Hoover Dam, so many people lost their lives building that dam. There's dead bodies everywhere. Do you know in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, when they were building the when they were building the Golden Gate Bridge, so many men have lost their lives when they were building that bridge because the, the way they were building it and the way they were just using, they didn't have the technology we have today with the safety harnesses and things like that. Back then, it was just unsafe. People were building, people were demolishing, blowing up mines, blowing up the ground, putting up the pipes and stuff in the reams. People way high up in the air on ropes, rope snaps, boom, guy falls to his death. Another person, next person, I need someone up there now. Oh, okay, boom, boom. Because at that time, it was, during the, it was during the time of the Depression. And, and, and then the government was putting people to work with the Tennessee Vocational, TVA, the PBA, the Tennessee Vocational Association, Tennessee, Tennessee Valley Association. They call it the Tennessee, Tennessee Valley Association or the Tennessee Vocational Association. I think it's TVA. Yes. And, and they were out there. It's where the government introduced this program to put people back to work. They were getting people to work on the roads, the infrastructures and stuff, building the communities that we were supposedly make better. Yes, it did help. 
but a lot of people but then a lot of places were like why don't we just get slave labor so they go and get the people from prison oh not enough people in prison start arresting people and they started doing that and it was all because the government pushed this order out government initiated this order and that's why i say a lot of places a lot of things that we look around in society you have to think that it all ties you follow the money people these rich people were getting rich off the backs of backs of poor people that's why they say the rich stay richer the poor stays poor that's why i say in my podcast um, rich people act poor. Poor people act rich. Rich people maintain their rich people, rich people maintain their amount of wealth by the way they control it. See, there's there's three there's three classes. There's poor, there's rich, and there's wealthy. Let me tell you something. If you're poor, you're just poor. You know you know you're poor because you work. You're not rich. Rich people are rich. They have money. They they buy these expensive things and stuff, and they have the. I got my house. Look at my car. Look at my blinging jewelry. Look at this. Look at that. I'm at this restaurant, expending this, buying this bottle, of, buying this ten thousand dollar bottle of wine. I can afford it because I'm rich. Now wealthy people have something that rich people don't have, and wealthy people, rich people want to be wealthy because they're trying. They want to be wealthy, but most of them are not. See, when you're wealthy, you have something that rich people don't have. You have assets. Assets are things like you have you have land, you have land, you have buildings, you have property, you have things that are called liquid. The word liquid means things you have on hand that if you had to go and um, to, to liquidate. You ever seen the? You ever play the game Monopoly? That's the same analogy. If you play the game Monopoly, Monopoly is like you're buying up these buying up these buying up these street properties and stuff. You're putting a house on there. Now you have property. See, you buy the land. Okay, boom. So you have money. Boom, you got money. So you're getting wealthy, you're getting rich. Then you go around, now you gotta buy some houses. Now you're buying the houses on your property that you have. Now you're now you're creating wealth because now you're wealthy because now you have property, you have houses on there. You have these houses, then you have these hotels on your property. So now you're becoming wealthy, not rich. Yeah, you may have a whole stack of money because of Monopoly, like the game Monopoly, you have a whole stack of money, but then you have all these hotels on your property. Now you're wealthy because now you're getting rent from all those properties that you have. That's called wealth. That's called being wealthy. And rich is just, I got a stack of money, but you have no properties or nothing. You're just rich. And see, now you got to buy property to make yourself wealthy. The object of the game of Monopoly is to become the richest person in the game. Control the whole board, have all the wealth, and that's you. Oh, yeah, you're going to pay taxes, but your taxes is not as much because now you're wealthy. See, now that's how the game Monopoly is, is set up. It's from the it's from the New York area, the New York, New Jersey area. When they when they do that, that's where that, the idea of the game came from, from that area, of New York and around that area. That's where they call it. You know, some of those are street names from the area, Baltic Avenue, Broadway, you know, um, you know, Park Place, that's an actual place in New York. I mean, seriously. And they, they designed that game based off of the old days of the Industrial Revolution. That's how that was designed. That was designed like that. Now, now when I say that the corruption part, it comes from looking at where the money flows. He who has the gold rules the world. And when I talk about those people, how the government treated those people in the asylums and stuff, I read, the, I watched a documentary about how so many kids were snatched. 
the government was going around, the, the states were coming in and going, um, you're an unfit mother. Back in the early 30s, back in the early 20s, the early 1900s, the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s, government was going around, um, you're an unfit mother. Oh, you can't afford to feed your kids. Snatch. We're taking you. Well, you can't do it. Snatch. Snatch, snatch, snatch. And the kids were going to, kids were being adopted out to other families or putting in an orphanage and stuff. I seen a case where a guy, he, him and his sister were snatched from her mom because she couldn't afford to feed them. She did the best she could. She was still feeding them, but they were eating like one meal a day. Just one meal a day. She had enough to feed them one meal a day and they were still healthy, wealthy, you know, with love, wealthy with love. Mother did not love, mother did not want to give them up, but the state said you had to. They came in with these nurses and these and these and these police officers, snatched the kids. And the kids went somewhere else to live. Got their names changed. One kid, he literally, the man said, he got older. He 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 remembered when he got adopted, they changed his name. But the kid remembered his original name. So he kept writing his original name. He would write both of them. And he remembered his original name. He remembered his original last name. So when he became an adult, he just kept writing his original. When he came old enough to get a, get a driver's license, he remembered he went to go look for his birth certificate, found his original birth certificate, and he used his original name. Not the name that he was given by his adopted family because he knew that this was his original name, that his mother loved him. Well, his sister, well, you know, she didn't know no better. She, her name was changed and she moved on. But she wanted to know who her family was. So they did this thing called, you know, 23andMe or Ancestry.com or, not, or, or DNA Diagnostics. And they checked the DNA. She found out she had a brother. And she found him. And she said, I think you're my brother. He says, she goes, she's older now. She goes, I think you're my brother. He says, he looked at her and said, yep, you're my sister. He says, you have a mole, you have a birthmark on your right cheek of your butt because I changed your diaper. And she looks, she said, yes, I do. Yep, you're my sister. And he goes, my name is, this is, my name is such and such. That's, that's our last name. We're going to use this name. My last name is, our last name is Jones. Really? Yes, that is your name. And your, that is not your first name. Your, your first name is Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue Jones. But they changed it to Sarah. Your, your, your adopted family changed it to Sarah because you was a baby. So they called you Sarah. Your name is, your actual name is Peggy Sue. Your birth name is Peggy Sue. She's like, wow. Yes, Peggy Sue Jones. That's what I'm talking about. People were doing stuff like that. So shady. And they were doing it without, they were just snatching kids. Because the government, because when you're poor, you have no rights. And at that time, government controlled everything. They ruled everything. And that's how things were. The government ruled everything. States ruled everything. People, counties were ruling everything. People were just doing shady stuff like that in those times. So a lot of people in this world, there was a guy. And this was, was like one of the weirdest cases ever happened. This guy met this woman. Found out they had everything in common. He, I mean, loved her to death. They were like compatible as two peas in a pot. He fell in love with her. She fell in love with him. They got married, had four kids. They did the DNA thing called 23andMe or whatever DNA thing, 23andMe or Ancestries or DNA Diagnostic. They did that DNA test. Come to find out that was his sister. He didn't know that because he was adopted. 
He was adopted. Yeah. Didn't know that was his sister. I mean, they had kids together. Kids weren't crazy. You know, some people, when you have kids, the kids come out supposed to be deformed and stuff because of inbreeding. They didn't know. And when they found out, they were older. When they found out, they just was like, oh, oh well. Nothing they could do. They were in love. I mean, they had kids together. He didn't know. You know, that's what I'm saying. You got to be careful on certain things. And this, the way this government is, do you really trust the government? The answer is no. Should you trust the government? No. Like when a politician gets on TV and tell you, I will do this and this. Remember, corruption starts. Follow the money. All right. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I want to touch every one of you. I thank you. I appreciate you. I love each and every one of you out there who are listening to my podcast. Keep the dream alive. Keep, keep, keep going. We're going to keep posting. And also remember one thing. I want you to do me a favor. Post this on your social media. Tell everybody to listen to my podcast. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a big followers, if you have a small following of people, tell them, hey, check out this podcast. Post on your post it on your social media. Hey, go check this podcast out. That's all you got to do. If you want to help me in another way, go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. That's my podcast store. That store right here is ran by Black Blue Electronica. And for the people that actually bought stuff on my on my store, I really thank you because you help support my podcast to keep my podcast going. The people that supported my podcast by buying some merchandise in my store, I appreciate you. I really do appreciate you. I really do appreciate you because that right there shows that you really want to support me and you want to help my podcast keep going. I do say that and I do thank you and I care for each and every one of you. Hit me up on my social media. Go to Twitter. Hit me up at Marine Cookie 3381 That's my MOS when I was in the Marine Corps. Hit me up on Twitter at jr bell or tipzip at gmail.com if you want to go to facebook go to my kansas city hood sales and yard sales go right there and you can just post right there hit a message and leave me a message and say hey i i i, I listen to your podcast i thank you and you want to get in a shout out in the crime chronicles i will shout you out i appreciate you for doing that i love each and every one of you i want to tell each and every one of y'all out there by the way bravo six going dark <laughs>